Hey, Julia. Hey. Could you take a break from your very important activity to talk to me real quick? I would love to take a break. I clearly am already speaking to you, but mm-hmm. can we make this quick because I want to finish sewing this hole in my sweatpants? Yeah, I totally want to get you back to sewing that hole in your sweatpants. Anyways, I have a question for you. What? I want to do another podcast episode. I feel like I already gave you what you wanted. Yes. With this whole podcast thing, well, we did. Mm, no, go on. We did an episode. We did. That's that's it. I did it what you great. wanted. It was you're, so much fun. You're doing what I want, which is you're going to leave me alone in a second. So I was thinking, what if we do a podcast, but we don't do it about a polyamorous couple? What if we just take a completely different direction? Okay. So I'm, I was thinking like spooky, scary. Ooh. What, like, what do you think of when I say all those things? When you say those things, I think of Werewolf Bar Mitzvah in 30 Rock. Okay, not what I was going for. I wasn't suggesting we do a podcast about Werewolf Bar Mitzvahs, although that's an idea for the future. I was thinking we should do a podcast about scary stories. I listen to a lot of horror. Well, not a lot, really just one. Alec. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. I love you, uh-huh. and I support you yes. in everything you do. I love you, too. Except this. Okay. Because what? I have a very low threshold for scary things, like, if I hear something scary or watch something scary, my life is changed. This is true. I, I remember how scared you were from the about the bunny from Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Yes. I, uh-huh. It made showering stressful yeah. for me. Despite that, though, you still, uh, even though I warned you, you still watched The Blair Witch and five and a half seasons of American Horror Story. And my life has never been the same, Alec. It I seems like disturbed. your life is fine. You're sewing a, a hole in your sweatpants. I, <laughs> You've got, your, you've got your life together. I am a highly disturbed individual, Alec. <laughs> I want absolutely nothing to do with a scary podcast. What if I say it won't be that scary? This fiction podcast is intended to scare you and disturb you. Our goal is to make it hard for you to do simple tasks like shower and go to sleep, or even use a tampon. Yep, we can ruin those for you too. If that's what you want, then keep listening. Because this is the Awake All Night Podcast. Welcome. I'm Alan Bloodsworth, the host of this little podcast. Today on the show, we have stories of lifeless live videos and loathsome loans. Our first tale is written by Danica Loveless, starring Murdoch Atwood, Roland Kilduff, and Raven Koenig. After this story, you might want to be more cautious when you're on Facebook. Make sure to avoid clicking the notification when Facebook tells you someone is live right now. Right now, there are 1.79 billion active users on Facebook. I was one of them until I clicked that damn notification. Now I don't think I'll ever use social media ever again. Especially not anything that has a live video feature. Because right now, I don't even know if I'll make it out of this alive. But I should probably start all of this from the beginning. It was a boring Friday night. My buddy Todd and I were Skyping because we were both bored out of our minds since it was such a boring night. We both didn't have a car, and even if we did, it's not like we know of any parties to go to. It was looking like it was going to be one of those typical, average, boring Friday nights. Amy Albright totally has a crush on me. You're delusional. She's always flirting with me in my English class. The other day she asked me if I had a pencil. But I think she really was asking me if she could marry me and become Mrs. Todd LaBeouf. 
These are the conversations I'm used to having with Todd, so it was good to return to some normalcy after the depressing past couple of weeks. See, a girl from school died in a car accident a few weeks ago, Lorelai Adams. We shared some classes, and she occasionally sat at our lunch table, and it shook Todd and I up pretty bad. So returning to Todd and I talking about girls that would never pay attention to us because of our low self-confidence, as well as our lack of respect for them, was like a breath of fresh air for me. I grabbed my phone to take a look at my notifications. Red box coupons, a Snapchat from Todd, Stitcher notification about some new comedy podcast about a poly couple, and then I saw it. I nearly threw my phone away from me out of shock. Todd was watching me check my notifications and saw the look of horror on my face. He quickly went to check his phone, but he actually was scared so much that he jumped out of his seat. Mark, what the hell is going on? I don't know. But that's not possible. It's not. It's impossible, Mark. The notification was from Lorelai Adams, the girl who died in a car crash. It said that she was currently doing a live video, that she was live right now. I don't know, man. Maybe her family is using her account to do like a vigil or something? We both agreed that that's probably what it was. There was always a logical explanation for these kind of horror story situations. Feeling comforted that nothing terrifying would happen, we both opened the video. But what we saw did not relieve us of our fears. No, far from it. There, Lorelai Adams was walking down a dark street, smiling from ear to ear. Her body was bloodied, and she was brushing little tiny shards of glass off of her shirt. She was so happy, like a kid excited to go on a roller coaster at Disney World. Hello, Facebook. Wow, it's good to be back. Missed you all. I think I'm gonna throw up. Make sure to give me lots of thumbs and lots of hearts for this video. Todd commented on the video, asking if it was really her. Of course it's me, silly. Who else would it be? Also, hi, Todd. Missed you. Make sure to give me hearts. I commented and asked her how this was possible since she was dead. Oh, hi, Mark. I missed you, too. You know it's so funny that you two clicked this video? Because when Tony P. was teasing me for being fat and gay on that photo of us three, you guys didn't say anything. I just assumed you didn't click on it. Lorelai said that the situation was funny, but I had a chilling sensation that she didn't actually think it was humorous at all. Wait a second. And then I invited you to my birthday party, but you both said you were sick. Which was so funny because that's the same night you both tweeted about drinking. And it's like so funny because why would you guys tweet about that if you were sick? Mark, I know where she is. It was hard to tell with the dark video, but I looked closer. All the streetlights she passed were ornate and not the usual run-of-the-mill ones in my neighborhood. Then she passed a yellow house with a green roof. I knew that house. Then I heard a dog barking nearby. I knew that dog. Then she passed a lawn with a Trump-Pence sign that was weirdly still up despite it being months after the election. And I knew that sign. I peed on it once. Right in Todd's neighborhood. Oh gosh, you guys, you'll never believe where I am. BRB! Then the video abruptly stopped. I looked back at my computer screen. Todd was staring straight at me, his hands flat on the desk, and a tear rolling down his eye. Then Lorelai came into frame. She was right behind him. Suddenly, I saw Todd jolt and twitch as something was seemingly moving underneath his shirt near his chest. I nearly passed out when I realized what it was. Bursting from the shirt was a blood-soaked hand holding a heart that was spurting and leaking everywhere. Lorelai smirked. Thanks for the heart, Todd. After that, the video cut out. Now, I'm locked in my room, staring at my phone at the Facebook notifications I don't want to click. The first one says that Lorelai Adams is nearby. The next is one I didn't expect. 
Todd LaBeouf is live right now. Many of us who are college educated had to take out at least a few thousand dollars in student loans, if not tens of thousands. And as we all know, they can be quite hard to pay back, especially if you're a podcaster, because there's not much money in podcasting. I have to do a lot of temp jobs, actually, stuff I don't even need my college education for, but it helps me pay the minimum student payments, even though I don't have a place of my own. But my dad says that I can sleep on his couch for a few more weeks. After that, I don't know, maybe buy a tent? Hmm, where was I? Oh yes, in this story written by Richard X. Knight, we find out just how terrifying student loan debt can really be. Starring Mariah Van Alst, Harry Volkoff, and Edward Ochoa. So if you're enrolling in school anytime soon, be careful that you don't take out a loan from the lizard people. Growing up, I always dreamed of going to college. My parents laughed at me when at the age of 10, I told them I planned to graduate from high school early so that I could go to Harvard to become a lawyer. I mean, in all fairness, they were right. I ended up graduating with the rest of my classmates with a handful of AP credits, went to the number one school in the state, and graduated with a bachelor's degree in communication arts with a certificate in creative writing. What? Law school is hard and out-of-state tuition is probably ridiculous at Harvard. I'd been graduated for a few months when the emails for my student loans started coming in. They were from Lacerda Education, my student loan servicer, and from the get-go, they were pretty annoying with subject lines like, urgent, your loans will be due soon, and pay us now or you'll regret it. I always ignored them, seeing as how I didn't even have a job yet and I was still living with my parents. My loans with Lacerda Education were my biggest ones, totaling up to over $20,000. That number simply overwhelmed me. They wanted me to pay thousands of dollars when I could barely get an entry-level job without five years of experience. I still remember the sales associate job that listed previous CEO experience a plus. With the job hunt taking up most of my time, I began to ignore the Lacerda emails and eventually put them out of my mind for a few months. About a year after I graduated, I had finally landed a job at a temp agency. They offered me a contract to hire position at the customer service call center. They didn't care that I had a bachelor's degree, but they did ask if I was fluent in English and if I could be any animal, what would it be and how? But the job paid and it offered benefits, so I was happy. That was until I started receiving calls from Lacerda Education. I always let it go to voicemail. Hello, we are calling from Lacerda Education. We are trying to reach Allie Bendel. If you are not Allie Bendel, then please hang up. If you are Allie Bendel, then please listen to the following recording. You are three months past due. Since this is a time-sensitive matter, it is very important that you call us to prevent any unfavorable events from happening to you or your student loans. And they left a lot of voicemails. If you are Allie Bendel, then please listen to the following recording. Your student loan with Lacerda Education is six months past due. It is very important that you pay your student loan on time, which you should do right now by going online or on our app. You can do that right now. End this voicemail and pay us or else. A lot of weird voicemails. Your student loan with Lacerda Education is now eight months past due. If it reaches 270 days, delinquent, the loan could default, resulting in terrible consequences for you, Ali Bendel, and everyone you love and care about. 
You are in grave danger. Everything is not as it seems. If we don't get our money, we might have to resort to inhuman measures, because we might not be entirely human. If you have any questions, feel free to call us back or visit our website and use our live chat feature. I still didn't pay them. Yes, I'll admit it wasn't the most financially sound idea on my part, but I was pissed off that I wasn't even using my degree in the first place. And what was the worst that could happen? I figured they would just leave more weird voicemails and emails, and I could just put up with that until I found the money to pay them. It was a Friday afternoon. The call center was closing early due to an extremely low call volume, and I couldn't wait to go home and have a nice cold beer from my fridge to numb myself to the depressing post-grad life. I could feel my phone buzzing in my pocket as I drove home, but since those don't text and drive ads scared the shit out of me, I convinced myself not to check it until I got home. As soon as I found a parking spot near my apartment, I checked my phone. I had 23 text messages from my mom. The first were typical ones asking how I was doing, but then they started being more specific, like asking me how my finances were and if I was paying my student loans. Eventually, there was one that was in all caps that read, Allie, why didn't you pay? They're outside my house. I'm scared. Now, my mom, like most parents, was pretty bad at texting. I figured she must have just been texting the wrong person or using her autocorrect incorrectly. I simply typed, LOL, mom, what are you talking about? And went inside to my apartment. But before I could make it to my floor, I received another text in all caps, Allie, Pay Lacerda now, they're inside, I don't know what to do, I'm scared. I scoffed at how naggy my mom was and angrily texted her back that I was going to take care of it. All she said back was, I love you, goodbye Allie, your loan servicers are lizard people. Moms always have a way of pulling on our heartstrings like that. I felt so bad and apologized, I told her that I would come and see her next weekend. Sadly, that was the last I ever heard from my mom. What an eerie tale of motherly uh, love. I wasn't done. There's more? Uh, yeah. Um, as I was saying, that was the last I ever heard from my mom. My real mom, that is. Ooh, didn't see that coming. Seriously? Sorry, continue. The following weekend, I went to visit my mom like I had promised her. There was something weird about the old neighborhood, as if all the people in it were off somehow, as if I should be suspicious that I was actually in danger rather than just visiting my mom. Mrs. Patel was by her mailbox getting her mail, but her skin seemed to have an odd green tint. The Rothenbergs were on their porch as usual, but they weren't wearing shoes, which revealed unnaturally large claws coming out of their scaly toes. And the little Salazar girl was playing with a soccer ball in her lawn, but it looked like there was something poking out of the back of her shirt. Like a tail? She noticed me looking at her and we met eyes. Her eyes. They were not human. They were lizard-like. I quickly pulled into my mom's driveway and rushed into the door, but the door was already open, slightly ajar. What a chilling tale of breaking and entering. How was that even an ending? It wasn't? Not even close. Not even close? No. Okay, it was a little close. As I was staying, the door was slightly ajar. I crept in, not exactly sure what I would find. I looked behind me as I closed the door. Mrs. Patel, the Rothenbergs, the little Salazar girl, they were all staring at me. I screamed out for my mom to find out where she was, but in response, I got a deep voice that didn't sound anything like my mom. I'm in the kitchen, honey. 
Why don't you come in here with a debit card number ready? I cautiously walked into the kitchen and saw my mom by the sink, staring out the window. Mom? When my mom turned around, I shrieked. Her skin was completely green and covered in scales. Her teeth were sharp and plentiful, and her tongue seemed to have turned serpentine. Her hands now had claws and a long tail whipped behind her. And her eyes, they were just like the little Salazar girls. That's when it all hit me. My mom wasn't just being a silly parent who didn't know how to text when she said that my loan servicers were lizard people. She actually meant that my loan servicers were lizard people, and they must have taken over my mom's body to lure me into my mom's home. I kicked myself for not realizing this soon. Enough putting the pieces together. Your student loan has defaulted. It is now due in full. Pay us in full now. Suddenly, my mom lunged at me, and I darted out of the kitchen. Thankfully, I reached the stairs as Mrs. Patel and the Rothenbergs kicked down the door in front of me, breaking out of their fake skins right before my very eyes, turning into their reptilian form. Running as fast as I could, I just narrowly evaded their swipes at my ankles until I reached my room and slammed the door shut. They pounded and scratched. Allie Bendel, pay your student loan now, either over the phone or with your life. I cried and begged for some other solution. I apologized for putting my student loan payments off, wishing I could go back in time and pay them, or even go back in time and get a degree from a significantly less expensive school. There is one other option. You may enroll in rehabilitation for your student loan, but this means you must make consecutive payments until it is out of default. There are no exceptions. I told them that I agreed and that I would do it. And then suddenly, the pounding and scratching on the door stopped. Your first payment will be due on the 23rd. And, Ali Bendel, you will only get this chance once. You've been warned. I could hear their large, scaled feet walk away from my room as they chatted with each other about another successful loan rehab. And then I think they all went to get a drink. Steadily, I tried to slow down my breathing, relieved that I survived such an encounter. And then I got an email on my phone from my other student loan servicer, Lobo Servicing. The email subject read, Loan close to default. Pay by next full moon or else. What a haunting tale about student loan debt. I wasn't done. But that really seemed like an ending to me. Uh, n no, th there could be more. There's, no, there's way more, like... The lizard people, they got really big, and they got me again, and I was really scared, and I never got to see my mom again, and no, I could definitely tell more. None of that happened. It, it could have. Take a seat, Allie. That concludes today's episode. We hope it was entertaining to you, and whatever that is that's under your bed. Seriously, be careful. There is something living under your bed. Yes, you. Don't check. It will only be seen if it wants to be seen. And it can smell fear. And it hates the smell of fear. Until next time, sweet dreams. Or should we say, sweet nightmares. <laughs>
way too spooky. Starring in order of appearance, me as the host, Ryan Sitzberger as our first narrator, Josh Leeper as Todd LaBeouf, Jenna Wallander as the creepy ghost girl, Lorelai, Julia Mercer as our second narrator, Grant Jago as Lacerda's voicemails, and Lucia Rear as the lizard mom, hoping I'm saying your last name right, Lucia. See, you were in it and you didn't say anything. You were in the episode. You didn't say it was scary when you were doing the story. I was scared! Oh. Music by a bunch of people. I will include all of their names in the show notes, but all of the music can be found at freemusicarchive.org, which has a ton of royalty-free music for all of us not-yet-rich creatives out there. Do you think anyone's even going to listen to this? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm a nerd. I just made two podcast mm -hmm. episodes. Uh, did this podcast sound familiar to you? It, if it did, that's because we were lovingly parodying the No Sleep podcast which I love and cannot recommend enough. Each episode has a bunch of new scary stories, kind of like the ones we did, so you can jump in wherever, but I will warn you, it's so much scarier than the one we did, so please beware of that. See, there's way more scarier ones that, I'll, that we were being- Never listen to that. I listen to it all the time. Don't. I listen to it every Monday. <gasps> we're currently working on getting on Stitcher and iTunes, but if you're listening to this on iTunes, that means our plan worked. That also means that you can give us a rating, which would help us out so much since we're a brand new podcast. And of course, if you like this podcast, you can check out our other episodes and all of our other work as well, all available at smadamproductions.com. Also really sorry if you were too spooked. Julia, you kind of liked it though, right? Yeah. Did you laugh once? Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>